0: Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, 6th grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network. And I would love it if you checked out their work as well as stopped by emc2learning.com to join in this educational sort of uh, cadre of people who are movers and shakers and are really trying to bring the best for their students. We would love to have you over there and join us. Um, so today we're talking all about, as you could probably see from the, the title of this episode, studying. What do we do about it? And I got, I got to tell you, I was hit square between the eyes. Kablammy. Uh, I was walking with a friend, and the friend was describing kind of their, their child. Their, the, the friend's not an educator, and they were talking about their eighth grade child and how they just don't study, and they just and they don't get it. And I, w- I was offering up some sort of generic study things that they could do, you know, like they should look at their notes, you know. And, you know, after our friend and I sort of parted ways, and, you know, I was driving home, I had this, like, epiphany, and it was, like, a dreaded epiphany. It was not what I wanted to have hit me, is this idea that, I don't know how much schools, or at least I'll own it, really teach kids how to study. Now, I mean, I have been a teacher now for almost two decades, and I just think, about the level of intentionality and care I bring to everything that happens inside my classroom, right? I have thought of activities. I have thought of a gamified class. I have upped my game, pedagogically speaking, in almost every category of my teaching so that it is as smooth and as polished as I can be 20 years into teaching. And I have dedicated my life to continuing to hone that craft. I've never sat on my laurels. Every year I have polished and polished and polished and made that experience for students smoother and smoother and smoother, more and more intentional. And the results have been better and better and better. Uh, Super proud of where I am at, but then I'm driving home and it just smacks me in the face. As far as teaching kids how to study, the actual like, same level of intentionality as my classroom, like, have I really looked at some of the research about acquisition of uh, things and, and and converting it into your long-term memory? I haven't. I am mean, gonna have to admit, like, my study tips that I've used for years are pretty darn generic and zero research-based. I mean, I just tell my kids, like, study soon, study often, use note cards. Look over your notes, but that's—I mean—that's it. I'm out. <laughs> like my bag of tricks is empty, and I couldn't believe it that I, I can. I don't want to like—I mean, I don't want to like build myself up here. But I really think of myself as a as a very good educator who, like I said, has reflected and refined my classroom and have looked at it from every angle possible. And then I'll all of a sudden be blindsided and see an area of my classroom that I am legitimately at square one. That is a humbling thing to think about. And I'm so excited uh, because, again, I am a PD junkie. I love learning and I love applying that learning to my classroom. Again, polishing, honing, polishing, honing. I am excited. To dive into this category and really learn it, so I've actually picked up a couple books, uh, some teacher books, some non-educational books, to really like steep myself into the best practices for memory. You know, and there are this is a this is a category that has exploded in, in the the last decade, and I haven't touched at all in my classroom, uh, and I I think partially because it hasn't really trickled into. What we do with K-12 students, it's it's been a lot of more books for adults on the idea of memory. Um, so I picked up a couple books. I picked up one called Distracted, which was talking a little bit about focus and sort of the power of focus and things we can do there. Uh, that's been really good. Um, some interesting research there about what's causing distraction and are we actually more distracted than we've been in the past? That broke down some some stereotypes I have around distraction and, and then that's... And anytime you break down that stereotype, it gives way to new thinking, right? It allows you to take a pretty major leap forward. You've been hitting this resistance that is like a bias, right? So, you know, a lot of teachers talk about how, you know, kids these days are so distracted by video games and, you know, like iPads and iPhones and all this other stuff. And really like the research is kind of out on that, that like, mm, that's not necessarily true. You can't put all, you can't lay the full distracted blame on the altar of technology. Uh, There are many things that the kids can hyper focus on and do complex tasks and whatnot with technology. And it actually has extended some of their ability to focus. Uh, So that's been an interesting thing. All right. But that That's tangential to studying, right? Like the focus is obviously like a foundational block, I should say, not tangential. But it isn't really talking about the process of studying other than the fact that we should remain focused. So then here comes kind of the next book that I picked up, Superhuman Memory by Keith Hope and this one was an interesting one again not written directly to educators per se this was more just about unlocking your own memory teaching you some techniques to speed read teaching, teaching you some techniques to like us like you know kind of come up with some acronyms or mnemonic devices some rhyming schemes uh really trying to like break down the science of committing things to memory. And that's been fascinating. I've been trying to spend some time, you know, using some of those techniques. And I have seen in my own life some growth there. Now, the book totally admits this isn't going to happen overnight. And (laughs) man, do we live in a culture that makes us think we can do things immediately. Uh, But I like it. If you really listen and you actually hear some of the advice he gives, he really does talk that this is going to take... 30 to 60 days to to truly like be impactful in your life. And I'll admit, I'm not 30 to 60 days in on it yet. Uh, But I am. I am trying to dedicate time each day. Uh, He says about 25, 30 minutes a day can really supercharge your memory skills. And so I'm only about a week in to to that. And and I've seen, I have seen some growth. Is it where I want to be? Nope. But Uh, again, I think anytime we do intent, when we do something with intention, it is, uh, you know, better outcomes for us. And when I was reading that book, there are definitely like research that shows you about memory. And then there are definitely like techniques that we as educators, especially as ones that have been around a while can figure out ways to sort of apply to some of our homework, to some of our, uh, You know, tests or projects, or you know, even just the flow of our course. If you don't give homework, which is fine, like what what's some things you can teach? Take that time out for kids. And I know we're we're all sort of steeped in content, content, content. I gotta I gotta get through. I gotta scope and sequence. I don't have time. I don't have time. But I can't think of a better gift to give a student than. The understanding of how better to study, to make your studying more powerful, more high potent, right? High density sort of studying, high density sort of activities like that, that then would yield time in your day to have high intensity like fun as well, right? Like now they can go play the video game because they've also put in the hard work, the deep work, uh, and the focused work on the other side. Uh, this excites me. This supercharges me. And it's something that I would be willing to dedicate some of my class time because it unlocks so many things for them in my own class as well as other classes. And again, great gift we can give. <laughs> I'm going to like cycle back for a hot second on just how surprising it was for me that like I am literally at square one I mean I can't remember the last time that I really felt square one in like a in a category right this isn't like a new pedagogy that it's like well I'm at square one because I never heard of this pedagogy I remember that I remember that all the time because I pushed myself to try to learn and grow each year but like to think of something that's foundational that's like literally just a part of learning and part of school that I like haven't really given thought to that's that's crazy sauce. Uh, again, uh, I'm somewhat embarrassed here to share that with you, but you guys are a friendly crew. The, the well-played crew is a, a friendly one. If you're new, hopefully you don't eviscerate me here. Uh, I promise I've given a lot of detail and a lot of thought to my classroom. Uh, but I think it's also good to be able to, to say that you're at square one. Right? And then you hear it, you hear, I hopefully you hear it in my voice. I am excited to sort of learn it. In fact, I went on and checked out another uh, book here, and, and this one's by Jade Bowler, and she is a university uh, student in England. And she wrote this book. She's, I think she's 21, 22. And she wrote this book, The Only Study Guide You Ever Need. This is written to fellow university students or high school students. This is kind of the age that she is targeting. Uh, But what a fantastic read, even as an educator, uh, to get some of her study tips and techniques um, and kind of realistic advice. She definitely, like, helps you with kind of thinking through, like, work-life balance, not work-life balance, but school-life balance. Uh, She really wants you to have a healthy perspective, and she gives really great ideas in the book. Uh, I'm definitely using (laughs) all of these resources to help develop some of our own EMC2 resources around these books, around this work, so that we can help our students sort of unlock and achieve some things. Uh, But I absolutely love I love, love, love learning myself. And I love, love, love challenging myself to sort of grow. And in her book, uh, in Jade's book, she has sort of this fundamental layer that she she approaches learning with. And I think I'm definitely going to do a YouTube video on these four components. So I don't want to spend too much time here. You can kind of watch out for my YouTube video that's on youtube.com slash mr. Matera. Um, but ultimately the th- the thing I wanted to just have be in this podcast is wow <laughs> we I it. I should own I need to do some some real work on this on this area and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on on actual like research-based memory acquisition techniques that you've used in your classroom. I would love to hear it. If you want to DM me on Twitter, you want to just tweet me on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Matera. I really want to continue this conversation, uh, because I'm fascinated by it. And I'm also fascinated on like what we could create together that would be better for students to sort of learn and grow and apply themselves when they leave our classrooms, right? Again, the goal of an educator shouldn't be just to give them to just dump content on them and dump experiences on them we want to hopefully change them we want to equip them right with with tools that they could use forever and a day and i think if we together unlock some of these study habits and potentials together and build them into sort of educational resources and educational activities and pedagogies Oh man, I think there's just so much good here. So, like I said, if it's if that's something that would interest you, DM me or, you know, tweet me. If you're on Instagram, I am uh Mr. Matera EDU on Instagram. Definitely can do the same thing there. I'd love to hear from you. If you are an engagement engineer on EMC2, I'd love to have like a chat about this if that's something that would interest you. Maybe we could do a video discussion night but let me know we, we could do a drafting table where we all come together online and, and chat about this that would be fantastic so let me know and that's really what we have for today's episode i hope you guys are thinking through studying and how to add a little bit more oomph to helping our kids learn how to study i think it'd be great for all ages and everybody as always, thank you so much for joining me on Well Played this week and every week. If you haven't figured out already, uh, I would love for you to join me over on EMC2.com, emc2learning.com. Uh, it's a great community there. And you are most welcome to come over and join the crew. And everyone, have a great week and play on.